This is Solutions for Families, where parents come with problems and leave with solutions. Hi, I'm Paula Fellingham. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode is how to communicate openly, honestly, and frequently. You know, one characteristic of a strong family is communication that's kind, open, frequent, and honest. Sometimes we expect others to know exactly what we want or need, even when we say little or nothing at all. Perhaps unkind remarks by others keep us from being open and honest. We're afraid of being hurt or maybe embarrassed. It's very important that family members say only kind, supportive things when someone is sharing their feelings. We should never laugh or criticize in any way. Instead, we should try to understand how the person is feeling and listen with the intent to what? To help. That's right. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. When we say what we really think to supportive family members, good things usually happen. We know our family cares about us. We believe our opinions and concerns are important. Problems are prevented because they're talked about in advance. And several people can help find solutions to problems when we talk about things to our whole family. And you know our family is stronger and closer because we communicate well and we try to help each other. In our efforts to be open and honest, we should always remember to be kind. I've said this before, but in the name of honesty, sometimes we can easily hurt feelings and weaken relationships. In the Disney movie Bambi, the rabbit Thumper, he gives wonderful advice. And you, I'm sure you've heard this. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> yes. All right. Can you say what you really feel in your family? What are some of the reasons that you don't share your feelings? And what can you do to help each other open up? Talk about these things. All right. Here's a story. One day, not, not long before the end of World War II, a young man in Germany named Raymond, he saw two airmen parachuting out of an enemy plane that had been shot down. Like many other curious citizens who had seen the parachutists falling through the afternoon sky, 11-year-old Raymond, he went to the city's central square to wait for the police to arrive with the prisoners of war. Eventually, two policemen arrived with two British prisoners in tow. They would wait in the city square for a car to take the British airmen to a prison where prisoners of war were kept. When the crowd saw the prisoners, there were angry shouts of, Kill them! Kill them! No doubt they were thinking of the heavy bombings in their city that they had suffered at the hands of the British. Many of the crowd had come from their fields with pitchforks and shovels and other tools. Raymond looked in the faces of those British prisoners. They were only 19 or 20 years old. They were so young, and he could see that they were very frightened. He could also see that the two policemen, whose duty it was to protect the prisoners, were no match for the big, angry crowd. Raymond knew that he had to do something, and he had to do it quickly. So he ran to place himself between the prisoners and the crowd. He turned to face the crowd and shouted for them to stop. While not wanting to hurt the little boy, the crowd held back for a moment, long enough for Raymond to tell them, Look at these prisoners! They're young! They're just like your own sons! 
They're only doing what your sons are doing, fighting for their country. If your sons were shot down in a foreign country and became prisoners of war, you wouldn't want the people there to kill them. So please, don't hurt these soldiers. Raymond's fellow talesmen, they listened in amazement and then in shame. Finally, a woman said, It took a little boy to tell us what is right and what is wrong. And then the crowd dispersed. Raymond will never forget the look of tremendous relief and gratitude on the faces of those young British soldiers. If you were Raymond, would you have done the same thing he did? Do we speak up at home and school or work for what we know is right or wrong? If no, why don't we speak up? And then maybe in your family you could talk about a time when someone in your family did speak up for what they thought was right. Family members could all take turns doing this and take turns doing the next activity. So one person will ask a question to another family member. The person who answers the question needs to be completely honest, although kind, in his or her response. The two family members should talk to each other in a very open, totally honest way. Listeners should respond only positively. Try to use the skills taught that we've already talked about on listening in positive words. So here are five questions. What is something that happened during the last year that made you happy? And let people talk about it. Take turns talking about what made them happy. Number two, what is one thing you dislike, you don't like about yourself? Number three, what is one thing that makes you angry? Four, what is one thing you think our family can do to be happier? And five, what do you think that you can do to make our family better? And now I'd like to share with you some communication skills that strengthen family relationships. And there are several of these. Communicate and listen. Focus on attentive listening. I like that. Attentive listening. And hear, quote unquote, the feelings behind the words. Parents, I invite you to listen to your children talk about how things are today. Try to see through their eyes and help them see through yours. Another skill to strengthen family relationship is to affirm and support one another. Parents, recognize that your role is to guide and to influence and that your children may decide to live differently than you. They'll make different choices. Allow for differences without withdrawing your love and acceptance. And children, do the same. Another skill is to respect each other. Show respect for one another's ideas and each person's contributions to your family. Another skill is to develop trust. Build a base of friendship and trust with one another. Minimize nagging and yelling. Maximize friendly discussion. 
Another skill is to have a sense of play and a sense of humor. Set aside time for fun with your family. Take walks, listen to music, play games together. Have fun. Another skill is to share the responsibilities. You can build important skills by having all family members participate in decision-making whenever possible. Another skill is to teach a sense of right and wrong. And this is for parents. Teach your children by setting good examples for them. Make sure your children play a part in making the family rules and deciding on consequences. One way we gain a sense of right and wrong is by experiencing the consequences of a broken rule. And children participate in making those rules and consequences and then abide by your rules and your consequences because you helped make them. Another skill is to nurture rituals and traditions. Find ways that family members can feel important and part of the family structure by sharing chores, the cooking, helping plan a trip, or simply telling one another what makes them special what makes them feel special in your family. And two more, the skill of fostering family table talk and table time. Begin family meetings where everyone can share their ideas and be heard and eat dinner together without the television or any other distraction, phones, Facebook, anything that distracts. And last, This is a wonderful skill that strengthens family relationships to admit and seek help for problems. You have to admit to your problems and don't hesitate to get help. Families are finding help and alternatives in support groups and local agencies throughout the country, through in every country. There's help available when you reach out. All right, my sweet friends, until the next episode, have a beautiful day and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. Tell your friends about solutions for families and come see me at paulafellingham.com. As always, I send you my love. Now here's a real quick question. Are you ready to have a more loving, peaceful family? I have a fun, it's a wonderful seven-step parenting course that you can enjoy You'll be able to have more love and peace in your home than maybe you've ever dreamed of. So if you're ready for less contention and more kindness, I suggest you go to solutionsforfamilies.com. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.